Bumps again to the sideline. Batted up. Oh, God! Stokely down the sideline! Can they catch him? Stokely! Wow! He broke his ankles! Now he's got an entourage! This is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs! And now Brown is off to the races! Hurdles kicks him in! And a flag is thrown! That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. <laughs> that was a great call. And the game is over! Oh, the game is oh, over! Oh, the oh, Philadelphia oh, Eagles oh, are Super Bowl oh, champions. Oh, Eagles fans oh, everywhere, this is for you! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Broad Street Burner podcast, where we will be your resource for all things NFL. You can visit our blog at www.broadstreetburner.com, where we're giving you the best insights on all the NFL games, and I might not be, but Rubes will definitely be giving you his best bets, and he has been on quite the heater this season. Isn't that right, Rubes? Yeah, yeah, I've been on a big heater so far. Um, ever since we pretty much started this Broad Street Burner up, I mean, I have been on fire, and that is new for me. Like most people, I'm a terrible, terrible gambler. Uh, I usually lose my bets, most of them anyway. Um, but so far this season, it's been great. I mean, the picks I've blogged from weeks three and four, I've gone 16, five, and two. So, I mean, I'd say that's pretty immaculate, but um, I would also say that it's not just lucky or a hot streak. I think I've been disciplined. I've been doing the research and uh, I've been picking my spots, picking and choosing my spots well. And uh, I'm going to keep sharing these picks with, with our listeners, with our readers of the blog. And hopefully we can keep making that money because uh, the stock market shit and uh, the <laughs> NFL season, um, I mean, that, that's here for till February. And then we're going to have to figure something else out. But hopefully by February, we're really rich and uh, we won't need to gamble again till September. But for now, uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep it riding and keep cooking. Yeah, I mean, I think saying it's been immaculate has been a, a bit of an understatement for you. You've been on absolute fire, as you said. Me, myself, not so much, um, you know, but I'm, I'm just more of a student of the game. You know, I'm not in this for, for bets or for money. I just have a, a love for football. Um, and, and I think that just more so comes from my background, just being a, a four-year varsity starter for football and could have went pro, but a couple injuries happened and couldn't make it there. But that that's a story for a different day. I want to get right into it. We have week five, um, and, and I don't know how you have seen this NFL season so far, um, but for me, at least, I don't want to say it's been a little underwhelming, but even Tom Brady said in that press conference today, there's been some bad football. Um, and I don't know what you take of that, but I think it's just like a lack of the, the dominant teams. Um, you know, there, there aren't too many great teams in the NFL right now. And it's looking like for this season, we, we could have, a. Uh, a lesser team win the Super Bowl. It could be someone completely out of the woodwork winning the Super Bowl, kind of similar to how the Eagles did it in 2017. Mm-hmm. If you remember yep. that, the uh, the championship games, it was the, the, the Jaguars 
playing the Patriots. The Patriots obviously were, were a team that was supposed to be there. And then you had the Eagles and the Vikings. So that, that was a little bit out of the ordinary. I think we're going to see something similar to that this season. I know that the AFC is a lot stronger than the NFC. But without further ado, I want to get into the Week 5 slate because we have some, some pretty decent games here. Starting us off with Thursday night, we have the Colts and the Broncos. So this game will actually have already happened by the time this podcast is released. So we're going to get the crystal ball out and see if we can do a little bit of storytelling. The Broncos are at home here and they are the favorite. The spread as it sits now is 3.5 over under 42. Um, what do you like in this game? Yeah, so, I mean, this is going to be tough because, obviously, people are going to know the results by the time they're listening to this. So, you know, I'm going to have to go and play both sides. Nah, I mean, you know, I won't play both sides, but I've been killing Russ a lot, and uh, deservingly so. He hasn't been that great. Um, He's finally in the big leagues in the AFC West over there. Everyone had high expectations for him in Denver to take this team over the top because they've been... They've been pretty mid for a while now, and uh, Russ is supposed to be that guy to take them over the top, but, I mean, he hasn't really shown too much so far. And uh, last game, he played all right. He had a good stat line. I know some people were getting on me because he had a good stat line last game, but let's be honest. I mean, they they could have buried Vegas last week. I mean, if Vegas is 0-4, they're pretty much out of it. Now they give Vegas a little breath of life. They're 1-3. Um Denver, I mean, being 2-2, two and two, I, I don't know if Russ is completely cooked, but I definitely do know that they overpaid him for that contract, and you know Denver fans are definitely feeling nervous about that. Um, I will say, I, I don't I don't know if I like the Broncos or the Colts in this game. I, I, I'm leaning towards the Broncos, minus 3.5, which is different from what I was thinking earlier today. But I do like the over in this game. I definitely like the over. Um, I do expect Russ to pick it up. Um, Matt Ryan, I mean, you know, he, he could still show up. Uh, he's been using Mo Alley Cox a lot, which uh, you love to see an old A-10 basketball player kick ass. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll see, uh, you know, uh, Russ – He's got he's got something to prove tonight, and they've been on national TV a lot. They're gonna be on national TV a lot. You can't get him out of your face. He's on your timeline. He's doing Subway sandwich commercials, which are ridiculous. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see about tonight. I do love the over though, so I'll, I'll roll with the over. You have any thoughts on this matchup? I, I do like the over, too. I think there's going to be a little more scoring than anticipated. I mean, scrolling through Twitter earlier today, it was like I saw someone give a score prediction of 3-2. to two which obviously was a joke, but that's just pretty funny. It just goes to show what kind of the expectations are for this game. Um, Expectations are very low, but I actually do think this game will be pretty decent, pretty competitive. I think these two teams are actually very similar, um, and they were very similar kind of going into this season, Um, both getting new quarterbacks. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the Broncos were supposed to be getting the better quarterback, but I don't really know if it's that much of a difference. The Colts are a mess, and the Broncos kind of look like a mess, and they're both going to rely on their good defenses to kind of carry them and hopefully keep them in play for the division. I do like the Colts in this matchup. I don't think I'll like them outright just because the Broncos are at home, but I do like them plus three and a half. I think we could see something along the lines of the Broncos jumping out early. I can see them scoring on their first drive, maybe going up 10, you know, maybe 14, and I can see the Colts 
just trying to crawl back into this game towards the end, just kind of similar to how all of their games have gone this season. But I think it should be a good one. I, I think just one thing with with the Broncos, it's obviously they aren't meeting expectations, but both of these teams are still definitely in play for the, the division. I think mm-hmm. there's a little bit of recent recency bias with, with the Chiefs going on right now after that Sunday night game versus yep. the Buccaneers. But I yep. still think the division's going to be pretty tight. Like you said, that, that win against the Raiders was huge. A little embarrassing to say the Raiders were my pick to win that division going into this season. And I even said a handful of times that the Raiders would make the Super Bowl. Obviously, that that's probably not going to happen. But I think the Raiders will go on a hot streak toward the end of the season. But other than that, th- this game's a little interesting. I do want to touch on the Colts a little bit, too, here. Do you think the Colts have any chance to win their division? I do. I mean, they definitely have a chance just because, I mean, you get to play. They're playing against the NFC East, which is uh, bound to, you know, Washington and the Giants are bound to kind of go downhill a little bit as the season goes on. But uh, I I prefer Jacksonville in this division. I I know I love them before the season. They were plus seven fifty to win win the division. I never actually uh, fired away on that, but uh, I'm gonna keep rolling with Jacksonville. I do think they're the best team in the division. They have a good defense. They got a great young QB, uh, Lawrence. I mean, they got Dougie P coaching Lawrence. We we know how great he is at coaching young quarterbacks. Um, and I I just don't think Indy has the firepower this season. Matt Ryan kind of. I mean, he is obviously over the hump at this point. And Frank Reich, he's on the hot seat. We'll see how he adjusts to that pressure being turned up on his ass. But uh, it, it's it's something to watch out for. I I do think the Titans aren't that good. I think the Titans are going to fade away. Um, and, I mean, they've already had some injuries, Tennessee, but they're obviously – I mean, I think they could – even get more beat up. I mean, they're an older team now. Luan's already out, and Tannehill's older. They already got a young rookie QB waiting in the wings. So I think it's definitely between Jacksonville and Indianapolis, which is probably a little bit of a hot take because Indianapolis just got just lost to Tennessee last weekend. Um, but yeah, I, I would go with Jacksonville. Um, it, it's going to be tough for them, but and. They are kind of the hot the hot name right now, even though they lost to the Eagles. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to roll with Jacksonville for the AFC South, but it should be interesting. Or maybe not, because the AFC South kind of stinks. Yeah, I think the AFC South is, is soon to take over of kind of like the, the worst division in football. And I know it's kind of teetered with the NFC East a little bit over the past couple of years being the mm-hmm. worst division in football. But this historically has always been kind of a shitty division and mm-hmm. I, I honestly I like the Jags too but I, I like the Titans more than the Col- the Colts just because I, I do think Mike Vrabel's a, a great football coach and Frank mm-hmm. Reich he's, he's just a shitty head coach and there was all that noise especially it's like I, I might be a little biased being an Eagles fan but when he first went to the Colts everybody was slopping his dick thinking he was like this God's gift to humanity fumbled the bag with Wentz, looking like he's going to fumble the bag with Matt Ryan, and Ursay is just a crackhead too, so I'm not really that big on the Colts. Yeah. If I had to to do a little bit of a lay of the land for, for their division, I'm probably going to go Tennessee first, Jacksonville second, but I think they're close, and then I'd go Colts third, but this should be an interesting game. One last thing on this one. Uh, I'm going to try, not well, not to call my shot, but I did put in a bet before we started recording this game accidentally. Um... I, I did Jerry Jerry Judy to score the first touchdown and parlayed that with a Michael Pittman touchdown. 
So if that hits, I'm going to be That's ecstatic. But I put that in by accident. I thought I was putting in one of those risk-free bets on DraftKings where you get your money back, but I realized I didn't opt into legs. it. Oh, I didn't okay, opt okay. into it, so <laughs> that's just a, a burnt $5. So I'm going to be pretty pissed when, like, someone random scores that first touchdown. But praying hey, f- hey, hey, it could happen. It could always happen. It could always happen. But praying for a decent game there, that will be have already have happened after this podcast comes out. So interesting to hear back kind of what we said and what ends up happening. Um, so anything else on this game before we move on? Uh, I mean, I don't have too much with this game. I mean, this is kind of going back to like a Thursday night stinker. Um, yeah. It's not. It's not terribly exciting. Uh, you know, Russ is in his prime. He was exciting on the field, never exciting off the field. Um, and he's a little bit past that prime now, so he's not that exciting. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm. I'm gonna watch it. Of course, it's football. It's NFL football on Thursday night. I'm gonna be watching, but. It's it's not one that I would really uh, be paying attention to too much if if there was other games on. Yeah, I think you said it best. Best. It's a it's another Thursday night stinker, but we'll still be tuning in anyway. Um, last thing I'll say here is Russell Wilson gets beat by Sierra. Moving oh, on, yeah. moving oh, yeah. on to the second game we have here, kicking off the Sunday slate, we have the Giants technically at the Packers but this game is going to be played in London and I think I saw that this is the first time that two above 500 teams are going to be playing each other in London you have the Giants who are three and one and the Packers who are three and one two pretty opposite sides Mm -hmm. of the spectrums for three and one there but still somehow some way the Giants are three and one the Packers are the obvious favorite here they're minus eight spread and the over under sits at 41 um, I, I don't know how you're thinking about this game, but I'm starting to kind of talk myself into the Giants here, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say that the Giants win outright, but I do like them plus eight, and, and that's for a couple reasons. I think the Giants have a little bit of momentum. I think they have their swagger back over the past maybe like five years. The Giants have really kind of just like lost their sauce, but I think with Dable being there, I think they're kind of back to back to normalcy. And, and I think they're a decent team. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I just, I, I know they're an Eagles rival, but there's something about the Giants. I think it's Danny Dimes. I don't know if I have like maybe a little bit of an underlying man crush on him or whatever it might be, but I do kind of like the Giants and the Packers haven't really been good. And, and one reason I don't like the Packers here is Aaron Rodgers obviously has to travel internationally. So he's clearly not going to be able to bring his drugs to London to play no, before the game because he, he doesn't want to get Brittany Griner. So he's going to stop in Amsterdam for sure. Mm, that's a good point. I don't know if he'll have the time. So I'm I'm thinking we're going to get a drug-free Rodgers game here, and I think the Giants are going to kind of sneak up on him a little bit. What do you think about this game? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. Um, I I like the Packers minus eight. Um. Both these teams have never played in London before. They're the last two teams, so that's why they're matching up here. Um, I think the Giants are probably one of the worst 3-1 and teams that you'll see um, just you, in any year, not just this year. They're just not a good 3-1 and team. I do like Dable, and I think that's the reason they're 3-1. and But, I mean, they have one of the worst quarterback rooms in the league. I mean, Daniel Jones is just not it. And uh, I I like Rodgers coming off a disappointing week against a shitty quarterback situation in New England to come back and beat up on this shitty quarterback situation that the Giants have. Um, 
I mean, I yeah, I like the Packers here. I, I like a minus eight. The over-under being 41, I mean, that seems low to me. But they could also be Vegas trying to tell you something. So I might even go with the under here just because my initial instinct is to go with the over. And I like to fade my initial instinct like a psychopath. So uh, I like the Packers and I do like the under in this game. But I'm definitely going to be betting on the Packers minus eight. Yeah, so we're on opposite sides here. And obviously you've been the one with the hotter hand here. So I'd probably go with your recommendation. But I don't know what it is. After watching that game... And I took Packers live last week against the Patriots minus one and a half. And that was one of the most sweat out bets that I've experienced in quite some time. <laughs> but something with that is like the, the Patriots were able to run the ball right down the Packers throats. And when you look at the Giants, they have Saquon and Saquon's been the best running back in mm -hmm. the league thus far. Yep. And I think Dable, obviously, if he's kind of in a similar position to how that Patriots game was last week, he'd be way more aggressive than than Bill Belichick was. The, yeah. the Patriots had that game in their back pocket, and they just didn't put any trust in Zapatron, and it, it <laughs> failed them, obviously. The, the Packers came back and won in overtime. So I don't know if that just might be recency bias on my end, thinking this game will be somewhat similar. But mm -hmm. I do kind of I, I am leaning toward the Giants here just because I, I, I think they're they have the momentum. I, I think they're they're gonna be a, a decent not a decent football team, but I think they're gonna have a good record this season. I, I mean don't they know already have three wins, so that's for the Giants, I mean what they have, three or four wins last year, five. I mean the last three, four, five years I don't think they've gone much past five wins in any of those seasons. <clears throat> what I will tell you is I don't know if you recall or if any of the listeners recall, but last year the Carolina Panthers, I believe they started the season 3-0 and because they played some pretty bad teams. They may have played the Jets and the Texans. They had a terrible schedule. And I think the Giants, are kind, they may be shaping up to be somewhat similar to that because they beat the Bears, who we know obviously just cannot throw the ball under any circumstance. It's it's just like, it's a joke. I mean, they, they've never been able to throw the ball, but now, I mean, with Justin Fields, like he was supposed to be their big hope, and that lasted about half an hour. Um, I mean, they beat the Titans. That's a decent win, and they beat the Panthers, who we all know are, I mean, they're going to fire their coach. I'm surprised that Matt Rule is still their coach this week. I thought he was going to get fired this week. Um, Doomsday is definitely coming for him. Um but so is Lincoln, Nebraska, so it's not that bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't see it with the Giants. I, but I guess we can agree to disagree on this one. Yeah, and, and one last thing I will end this with is I, I put in our show notes here, potential playoff matchup. I, I think this actually might be a potential playoff matchup because I think the Giants will somehow sneak into the wild card just because of how mm -hmm. bad the NFC is. And mm -hmm. the Packers are obviously going to make the playoffs, but I don't see them having a, a super high seed or, or getting that by. So I see this being a potential playoff matchup here. So something yep. to watch out for in the future. Yep, definitely, definitely. All right, moving on from that game, let's get into some actual normalcy back in the United States. Next game we have are the Steelers, who are 1-3 at the Buffalo Bills, who are 3-1. Bills are the obvious favorite here. Sorry, Kenny Pickett. Uh, they are minus 14 as it stands now, and the over-under sits at 46. So I know you're on the Steelers here, and I, mm -hmm. I guess that might be might have to do with Mike Tomlin and his road, dog, road underdog dominance, but what mm -hmm. do you like about the Steelers here? 
I mean, you got Kenny Pickett coming out here. He has a full week of preparation to be the starter. He knows he's going to be the starter. Everyone has been saying, you know, Pickett, it's it's kind of a tough time for him to come in and everything. You know, he, he it's it's going to be tough. He has a tough schedule coming up. I know they face they face the Bills this week. I think they may play against the Bucks maybe. They definitely play against the Eagles coming up shortly. So it's a tough spot here, um but also two touchdowns is a lot of points and the Bills are spotting two touchdowns. So that's pretty tough. Mike Tomlin knows how to coach them up they're pretty scrappy um i like kenny pickett to show something in this game he took some shots last game so as if the bills defense is creeping in on Najee harris which seems like every team has been doing so far this season i i could see him beating them over the top with a couple plays just to which which would keep it close enough to keep it within 14 so i'm definitely going to roll with the steelers here um it's a tough spot but you know kenny pickett sink or swim i expect him to swim a little bit at least tread water yeah i mean i want to like kenny pickett but he just looks too much like a lesbian for me so i'm a little <laughs> hesitant to really like him there yeah but he kind of looks like a lesbian justin herbert that is a great comparison even well you can argue justin herbert looks like a lesbian too but yeah. either way both kind of give like ellen DeGeneres vibes yeah they just need a little bit of facial hair i'm gonna play a little bit devil's advocate here i do like the bills but you like you said 14 points is a lot in the nfl i i think the bills have played a couple close games with the dolphins and the the ravens and they've kind of fallen off like their horse a little bit but let's not forget that the bills are the clear-cut best team in the nfl in my opinion and, and yeah. a lot of people agreed going into this season and when they what was it they beat the brakes off tennessee was that week mm-hmm. two uh yeah yeah they crushed tennessee and they crushed the rams crushed tennessee and this is at home for the bills i think this is a get back game for the bills here i think they absolutely beat the shit out of the steelers the steelers aren't a very good football team the only thing that does keep me a little hesitant here is kenny pickett's actually going to throw the ball unlike mitch trubisky who's just got happy feet in the pocket yeah and the Steelers have great wide receivers. Like, I, I don't care, like, what anybody says. The Steelers still have, like, a, a kind of a talented team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. If Kenny Pickett can get the ball out early, I mean, Deontay Johnson, Pickens, and Claypool's obviously, like, forgotten about just because yeah. they haven't been throwing the ball at all. And then they also have Fire Me too, yeah. Yeah, they have a ton of weapons. So, I mean, if Kenny Pickett can get the ball out and if that pressure from the Bills isn't too much for him to handle – yeah, I can see them covering, but I just the Bills are such a good football team. I I just can't I can't bet against them, especially with a with a team like the Steelers. Yeah. I'd say another thing I'd add is this is a good uniform matchup. You got the red, white, and blues versus the black and yellow. I, I think it's gonna it's gonna pop on TV. Uh I think I w- if if I were taking the over under forty six, I think I'd roll with the over here. Uh I don't know if I'm gonna take it yet. I usually uh, do my totals research on Sunday morning before the games, but uh, I as of right now it looks like I'm leaning towards the over in this game. I think Kenny Pickett's going to take some shots. You know Josh Allen's going to take some shots, so I think this could be a shootout. Yeah, I, I like that. I definitely think that um, you know when the Steelers do go down early because it's obviously bound to happen. Yeah, I think Kenny Pickett and the weapons that he has on the offensive side of the ball can make some noise. So we'll see. Anything else you want to touch on on this game before we move on to the next? 
not too much. I mean, I would say if the Bills do go down early, which it's probably, you know, it, it, it's not too likely. But if the Bills do go down early, I would I would hop on the Bills. Yeah, that's a good point. Little live live line action here could be in play if the Steelers do f- score a touchdown on their first drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so so moving on to the next game, two historical poverty franchises here. We have the Chargers who are two and two, at the Cleveland Browns who are also two and two. The Chargers are the slight favorite here, so the money line could be in play depending on what side that you're on. Um, they're minus 135 on the money line. The Browns are plus 115 as it stands now. Spread sits at minus two and the over under 47 and a half. Um, so I don't really have too much to say in this matchup here. Um, just in my opinion, two kind of irrelevant franchises. There was trying to build some hype up around the Chargers who were talked about as Super Bowl contenders to start this year. But as I said earlier, uh, as a historical poverty franchise, no matter how much hype you have on your team going into the season, that poverty will always kind of creep back in. And the Chargers have had a ton of injuries, which is really going to hold them back. And they're in a really tough division. So other than that, really not too much. I I used to be kind of a Browns guy. Like the Browns were a team similar to the Bills that you just kind of root for. Lovable losers. Lovable loser said it best, and then they signed Deshaun Rapeson, and that just kind of ruined it for me. As we've said in the blog before, we don't condone uh, sexual assault here, so no matter what, I will not be a Browns fan. We'll take the Browns as long as he is a member of their football team, because I respect women, but it looks like you're on a, a different wavelength there. Yeah, I'm on I'm on Cleveland this game. Uh, I, I expect them. Like you said, these are two shitty organizations. Um and it seems like the Chargers don't know how to lose or don't know how to take a punch to the jaw because it just seems like they're just they just have this victim mentality. Meanwhile, the Browns kind of embrace the way they lose because they know they just know they are the Browns. Like the name of their team is the Browns. It's just not a I mean it's not a good name. It just sounds like like when you think Browns, you think shit Dookie, you know. But uh. <laughs> So I expect them to just kind of show how they're the, just the tougher, you know, soft team, uh, the tougher victim team. But, you know, anything could happen in a game like this. Uh, this is a game where the Chargers should obviously win based on the preseason hype. But Jacoby Brissett has just been rocking steady, and I'm just going to roll with Jacoby. Yeah, I mean, Indianapolis next year, possibly, uh, if they keep rolling with these uh, – veteran qbs every year i could little see reunion yeah maybe maybe he goes down to indianapolis oh yeah he was in indianapolis before he used to throw hail marys for andrew luck with his weak shoulder he was also the the qb sneak guy for philip rivers right right oh so yeah. that's a good point that, that there's some history there so we could see brissette we're calling grant's gonna call it now brissette on the uh brissette on the colts next year yeah, and I'm gonna call that about about five or six different veteran quarterbacks this, today because who knows where the Colts are gonna go next year? They went Rivers, they went Wentz, they went uh, now they're with uh, Matt Ryan. So who knows who could be next? All we know is it won't be a rookie and it won't be anybody exciting or at the top of the league. Yeah, that's just that's just the way they go. And then for the Browns here, are you on them plus two? Or are you thinking about taking the money line? I'm probably gonna be on. I don't know. It's a tough call because it's not that many points. I'll I'll probably roll with plus two, but uh, but uh, I might sprinkle in the money line too, just for some extra value. 
Any action on the over-under here, 47.5. I could see this being a little bit of a high-scoring game, but that kind of looks like a little bit of a trap under for, trap over for me. I might roll under. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's a trap over. Um, I, I'd probably roll under. Um, we'll, we'll see what people are saying prior to the game because I usually like to fade what, what the trends are. Um, but I think rolling with the under here looks good to me. Yeah, and then just one last thing just to cover here. Since you are going with the Browns, do you condone rape? No, absolutely not. Deshaun Watson isn't playing yet. Uh, is he on the sidelines yet? I, I haven't watched many Browns I games. I don't. There's no way they let him on the sidelines. I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, so, so as long as he's not on the sidelines, I think I think it's cool to bet on the Browns and it you don't condone sexual assault. Um, I'm not a massage guy either, um, but... <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to roll with the Browns and, yeah, Jacoby Brissett, baby. Let's go. Let's rock and roll. All right, respect. I'll take that argument. And then moving on here, kind of a shitty game, I must say. At least the Jags are pretty decent this year. But we have the Texans, who are 0-3-1, going to Jacksonville, who is 2-2. Two two. The Jackson Jacksonville Jaguars coming off of a, a little bit of a disappointing loss for them against the Eagles. The Jags are a pretty big favorite here. Um, the over-under is sitting at 44, and the Jags are minus 7. So I think the, the biggest thing here is this is a huge game for, for the Jags. Um, I can see them being in for another bit of a, like a, a letdown spot here, but I just wanted to get your thoughts. Do you think they're serious? Well, we did cover this, but do you think like they're legit division contenders here? Oh, yeah. They're definitely division contenders. It's a bad division. Uh, the Jags still get to play. I believe they still get to play the Giants. Um, so, I mean, not that the Giants are bad, but, you know, they they don't have a tough schedule. I know I saw a graphic today. The Jags have one of the easiest schedules remaining in the league, and uh, that's in large part because they get to play this team, Houston, twice this season. Um, I like to call this game between Houston and Jacksonville the expansion team bowl because both <laughs> these teams are just expansion teams. They don't even really belong in the NFL, but uh, we love them anyway for it. We, you know, us, us big dogs in Philadelphia and other places, we need to beat up on these little teams like Jacksonville and Houston. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know who I like in this game. Uh, I mean, I, I think Jacksonville will win. I don't know if they'll cover here. Um, I do, I do like Jacksonville to win though. And I do like them to keep some momentum three and two for Jacksonville is to like, you know, going 13 and four for another team. So, um, let, let's rock out with Jacksonville definitely to win this game. Not sure if they're going to cover. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville. And I do think that they're going to win the division. So it's yeah, got to I mean start with this. Doug Peterson has really done wonders for that franchise just four games into the season, but I must say I'm relieved that Doug Peterson still, he's not the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Just based off that game last week, like something that really pissed me off, and I love Doug Peterson, like he won us a Super Bowl and he's a great guy, but I still think he's kind of a shitty head coach. Like they're playing in the pouring rain the whole game. You're up 14 nothing early. And they just, like, refused to run the ball on first down. Like, that just pisses me off, and it gave me PTSD from when he was the Eagles head coach when they would never run the fucking football. That's the Andy Reid tree. That's the Andy Reid tree right there. That's what like, they do. Unbelievable. You have your second-year quarterback who's basically, like, in his first year because he had Urban Meyer as his coach last year, and it's yep. like you're Finger having Finger-blasting people and <laughs> kicking kickers. 
you're having him throw the ball when it's like this Eagles defense clearly like is way too much to handle for him. He can't hold on to the football. You have two decent running backs, and you're just refusing to run the ball in the pouring rain. I just don't understand it. it pissed me off to no end. But the Eagles got the win, so that's all I really cared about. Last thing you... for this. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what, what what are your thoughts on Davis Mills? Yeah, so that's something, like, interesting to me. It, it's tough because I don't watch too many Texans games because, like, who would? Yeah. But I am, like, continuing to, like, always see rumblings of him, like, being their guy. Like I, I And then you, like, look at the the stat sheet and like he kind of like lights it up and holds his own so i don't know what the texans plan is um obviously they're in play for the for the first pick in the draft so i think there you obviously have to take one of the quarterbacks there like i can't imagine them taking will anderson from alabama with that first pick but i think it's a possibility because davis mills like isn't bad i think if he had like some weapons like brandon cooks is his wide receiver one his running mm-hmm. back is, is Damian Pierce. Who the fuck is that? And also Rex Bur- Burkhead. But other than that, I don't think I can name another player on on that Texans offense. Yeah. So it's and I mean Rex Burkhead. I mean, let's be honest. He he he's not much. Um, he's something white. else. That, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he's not McCaffrey, and even if he was, he'd be hurt. <laughs> um, but Davis Mills. I mean, I feel like every time I bring him up to somebody and I say like and I write him off, people are like, Oh no no no, they really like him down there. And I'm like, do they though? Or is it just because they got nothing going on down there? And their last QB we talked about in the last segment was a scumbag. So yeah, I guess they do like Davis Mills because he's not harassing everyone that walks by him. So yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I'm not a big Davis Mills guy. I am a big guy on uh, once had a ton of raw talent and Davis Mills was the number one recruit coming out of high school. So uh, there's always that that you can fall back on. But yeah, I think... After this season, you got to move on from Davis Mills. Yeah, a little bit of advanced analytics there. But like I said, if, they, if they're in, like, they're obviously going to be in the top five pick range. And I think the draft does have some pretty decent quarterbacks. So obviously they're going to take one. But I could see them just, like, rocking with them. I don't know what it is. I just think they do just like being a shitty franchise. And yeah. they might just rock with them. Yeah, they might just have a bridge year, a rebuilding and reevaluation year forever where they just have Davis Mills at quarterback and just. Let's see what we got every year. Just roll it out. Let's see what we got. I mean, for all we know, he could just be the next Matt Schaub. So yeah, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't obviously this what isn't really going to be a, a game you're looking to tune into. Maybe we'll see some like exciting red zone action if this game potentially comes down to the wire. Um, but really not too much with this game. Just a kind of a generic divisional matchup here between two shitty teams. Yep. yep Moving absolutely. on to two more shitty teams, we have. The Chicago Bears, who are 2-2, two and two, traveling to Minnesota to play the Vikings, who are 3-1. and one. That's a... If, if you've watched the Vikings game, that's a little bit of a 3-1, and one, just because I, I just don't think the Vikings are that good of a football team. Vikings are the obvious favorite here. They're minus 7.5 as it stands right now, over-under sits at 44. Um, so obviously the the big storyline here is the the stud QB matchup, but it just might be one sided there because we have Kirk Cousins on one hand as the Vikings QB, and then we have, in your words, a running back for the Chicago Bears playing quarterback with uh, yep. Justin Fields. Running back too, actually. Um, <laughs> Justin Fields is just, I mean, wow, he's really just proven 
that Ohio State quarterbacks won't get it done in the NFL. And now we got C.J. Stroud, who's supposed to be maybe the first pick next year, which is which is nerve-wracking for whoever has the first <laughs> pick because Ohio State, I mean, obviously, rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins. Um, maybe he would have done a little bit better if he didn't have to start out in Washington where his owner is just a nutcase and Dan Snyder. But So he never really had a chance, but... That being said, um, Ohio, Ohio State QBs are just the worst, and uh, it's a stretch to even call Justin Fields a QB. I mean, every single week, after after every single weekend, he's getting dunked on all over the internet. Oh, this, this player has more receiving yards than the entire Bears offense, or this player has more receptions than the entire Bears offense. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's really bad, and uh, for Chicago... I'd have to imagine that they're just numb to it at this point because they haven't had a QB ever, ever. They've never had a good QB. So, um, I mean, we'll see what happens in this game. It, it'll probably be pretty ugly. Maybe some, maybe some, I might, I don't know as far as the spread or the over-under, but I think I might take uh, a defensive touchdown as an anytime score because uh, it's going to be sloppy. Yeah, I like the, the defensive touchdown score there. Just like with the Bears, like you said, like they just historically have had bad quarterbacks. I saw a stat on Twitter that Tom Brady has more passing yards at age 40 and above. So more passing yards in his 40s than the leading passer for the for the Bears in their history, which is I think Jay Cutler's the leader there. So Tom Brady in his 40s has more passing yards than the leading passer all time for the Chicago Bears. I just don't understand how you can just go that long and be that historically bad at the quarterback position. Mm. But that just might be their their MO. I honestly was a bit of a Justin Fields guy when he was coming out of Ohio State. I thought it was a good pick for, for the Bears there. But uh, boy, was I, I wrong there a little bit. They've just been terrible and you thought it would be like maybe getting rid of Matt Nagy would change things but I think no matter who is the coach there like it's just not working and, and something's got to drastically change so yeah I, I I don't really know uh I don't really have too much stock in the Bears but I I don't like the Vikings with all the points especially in a division matchup but they are at home so we'll see how this one plays out one last thing I wanted to touch on is Kind of the Vikings quarterback situation. I think by the end of this season, Kirk Cousins, unless he makes like the NFC Championship game or so help me God the Super Bowl, <laughs> it, it's time to move on. Um, I, I just don't think he's going to be the quarterback there next year. So I kind of wanted to get your thoughts. I have some, I don't want to say like hot takes, but I, I just have a couple ideas in the back of my head for, for maybe a little QB situation there next year. But do you have any thoughts there? I mean... It's a good situation for a quarterback to come into. They just got a new coach this past season. Uh, they obviously have Justin Jefferson, who's a monster, and they have Dalvin Cook in the backfield, who's a monster. Um, so, I mean, if I was a quarterback, I would want to go to Minnesota. I would want to go to the Vikings, but would I want to go to Minnesota? Um, and that I don't know about. I mean. Is Rod, uh, nah, Rodgers got signed to an extension. I, I don't know who their QB will be next year. I mean, I'd imagine that they'd maybe trade up in the draft and try to get somebody. Um, maybe my boy, uh, Anthony Richardson from the University of Florida, who I put a future on to win the Heisman and literally can't throw a touchdown pass to save his fucking life. But, um, who, who knows? I mean, there's some guys in the draft. I, if, if I'm a veteran quarterback, I wouldn't mind going to Minnesota. 
as as shitty as the weather is in Minnesota, I mean, they have a decent squad. They got guys. Yeah, they got guys. That's the best way to say it. I, I think it was maybe like two years ago. I think he was in the same draft class as Jalen Hurts. But when Kellen Mond got drafted there, I think it was Chris Sims who put him in like maybe like second or third in his QB draft rankings that year. And he was like potentially maybe going to be the guy like a Dak Prescott. But obviously that didn't happen. He's ass. But I, I have my mindset on Lamar Jackson to the Vikings. And I don't know Ooh. if maybe it's like the similarities between the purple color. Yeah, the purple. But just like the thought of Lamar in a Vikings uniform with Justin Jefferson, like, yeah, has gets, me so half That gets right me now. juiced up. That gets me, that gets me going. I mean, so, I don't want to see Lamar change colors. So I, I think if he went to the Vikings, that'd be a good fit. I think that would be so tough. And Lamar is kind of like my hot take guy right now because I don't think he's going to be the Ravens quarterback. I think they are going to get rid of him. I don't know how they, they haven't paid him. We're going to get into this a little bit more when we cover the Ravens just because like that gets me so fired up. But I I think Lamar would be awesome on the Minnesota Vikings. I just Lamar, think if you... Lamar could play high school football for... Uh, my local high school and he would be amazing <laughs> because he makes everyone better and he doesn't need anything around him at all. He is a superstar. I'm a big Lamar guy. So um, if you don't like Lamar, then t- tough shit because Lamar's a beast and he doesn't need, he doesn't need a great team around him. But if he had Justin Jefferson and Dalvin cook in the backfield, I mean, he's Instant going crazy. Super Bowl contenders. That. Yeah. So absolutely. we'll get into, We'll get into the Lamar circle jerk in a little bit because I'm on the same page as you. He's probably my favorite player in the NFL. That's not a Philadelphia Eagle. Mm -hmm. And then just one last thing on the Vikings QB situation. Obviously something to monitor, but keeping a close eye on that quarterback situation down in Dallas. I could see Dak Prescott being on the move, and I could also see him on the Vikings as well. So something to keep in mind. That one is not as as much of a, a hot burner as Lamar to the Vikings and who that knows would be it could crazy. still they could they could still rock with the uh, with Kirk Cousins but something to monitor there not really too much in this Bears Viking games another kind of just like eh division matchup so yeah definitely moving on to the next we have the Detroit Lions who I think is America's team now um mm-hmm. I I think they've taken that title over from the Cowboys who are somehow some way 1 in 3 to start this season going against the Patriots in New England, who's also a bit of a surprising, but not really 1-3 to start the season. The Patriots are favorites here, but really not by much. Um, they have that home favorite. They're minus 3.5. The over-under is 46. I, I think the biggest storyline here, it, it's an all-time coaching matchup between Dan Campbell and Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah, it, it is an all-time coaching matchup here. I mean, you got a guy that shows emotion as soon as he wakes up all the way to the moment he falls asleep if he even sleeps and then you got bill belichick who is literally just like a grumpy old man in his recliner um so i mean this is this is tough i mean the lions they've been playing great football on offense they've just been i mean they have the best offense in the league and they have the worst defense in the league they just can't figure it out which is frustrating for a fan base that's been suffering for so long now um but i do think this game is 
huge for their defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. We saw a lot of him on hard knocks this offseason. Um, he's definitely got to be on the hot seat. I mean, when your offense is putting up the points that they're putting up, Jared Goff looking like an absolute beast, and their defense just can't make a stop to save their lives. I mean, even against the Eagles, uh, they were down pretty big, but the offense stormed back, but the defense just couldn't stop. If the defense would have made a stop or two against the Eagles, the Lions win that game. They're way better than one and three, that's for sure. Um, and now people are starting to say, oh, is Aiden Hutchinson that good? And yada, yada. I think the Lions are a lot better than the Patriots, especially on paper. I mean, we could do a guy off and the Lions would have a ton <laughs> more guys than the Patriots. Because my big thing with the Patriots is they don't have any guys. Like, they don't have any studs on their team. Matthew Judon's their biggest stud, and he's not, like, top of, of his position. I mean, what else do the Patriots have? Like, what stars do they have? Yeah, I mean, that that's always been, like, the historical nature of the Patriots. I mean, they had Tom Brady, but other than that, like, they were never a guy team, and then they, they had Randy Moss for that one season who's obviously, like, a dog. But yeah. other than that, I think that's just, like, kind of the historical nature yeah, but Brady of the Patriots. Yeah, but Brady was the guy, and now they don't have a guy. You know, they had the guy and no other guys. Now they don't have the guy. They just have nothing. And the Lions yeah. have guys. I mean, they got Swift. They got Amon Ra, the Sun God, which is a sick nickname. And uh, obviously, Goff has been playing well. Hutchinson on defense is, you know, he'll be good eventually. Um, so they got guys. Patriots don't have any guys. Yeah, I mean, and also, I'm not sure, like, what's in the water up in, in Detroit, but uh, it's kind of a fucked up thing to say with, like, the whole lead situation. But, like, Jared Goff is, like, <laughs> fucking Drew, Be- Drew Brees. Yeah. Like, Jared Goff is just, like, has this second coming and just looks like a, a stud quarterback. I think I still think he's not being talked about enough. Yeah, and that goes back to my point of uh, that I was making with Davis Mills, number one recruit out of high school. You know, you can still hold out hope that he reaches that potential. Jared Goff, number one pick coming out of college. You and you can still hold out hope that he's going to be great. And you know what else? I think Jared Goff feeds off of Carson Wentz's failure. And Carson <laughs> Wentz has been atrocious this year. Just absolutely terrible. And I think Jared Goff is eating that shit up. He's reading about it every day, waking up with a smile on his face and seeing that his stats and numbers look amazing and he's killing the game in Detroit. Detroit, the worst place to play. He's doing great. So... I think Jared Goff is just feeding off that momentum. Yeah, and another thing, it's like he had to get traded by the Rams, who he led, mm-hmm. well, not led to a Super Bowl, but they reached a Super Bowl. They were a yep. great team with him, and then he watched them trade him away for Matt Stafford and then had to watch them win a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. that's definitely some added like fire under his ass, and I think that's another reason why he's gotten off to such a good start this season. But just, like, in, in my opinion for this game, I'm just, like, this is more of, like, a feel kind of thing. I, I think the Patriots win this game, and I do think they cover it as well. Just, like, the way the Lions have been playing the past couple weeks, it's, like, you cannot sustain that for a full season, and you have to be due for, like, a bit of a letdown spot. Like, you can't just continue to score all these points each and every week. So, I think Bill Belichick does have a little bit of the upper hand here, and I hate to say it, and I don't know if it really is, but kind of a revenge game for Matt Patricia. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about the revenge factor. Definitely is definitely is going to be a big factor in this game. Uh do we know who's starting at quarterback for the Patriots this week? I know Mac Jones is out. Is it yes. Zap? 
Zaps in um Hoyer's on the IR, so it, they're rocking with 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 Zappy. Yeah, and have did you see any of? Have you heard anything about his story to get to where he's been? Yeah, it was like something. I mean, like briefly, they were talking about it on the game last week. It was in like Western Michigan, and then he, he like, uh, had the transfer. He was he was a junior college guy. He only played one season, Division One for Western Kentucky. He threw for nearly six thousand yards and like sixty touchdowns. Just balled out. Just balled out. So, uh, I'm rooting for Zap for sure. Um, even though I I don't love the Patriots, obviously, because who does? It's kind of nice to see them just drowning. Yeah, and I I honestly don't really think there's that much of a difference between him and Mac Jones, like. Matt Jones kind of sucks. Yeah, I know. I hate, I hate, I kind of, like, I, I like Matt, Mac Jones a little bit. I don't, I don't love him as a, as the quarterback. I, I don't know, something, I feel bad for him almost. But then when he was kind of crying, walking, he wasn't kind of crying. He was crying his <laughs> eyes out when he was getting carried off with a high ankle sprain. I think he may have lost the locker room right there. Yeah, he's a bit of a baby back bitch. Yeah. You know, uh, not really room. much else there. <laughs> Hit the weight room, son. Um, other Anything else on the Lions and Patriots before we move on to the next one? Uh, no, nah, I don't got much for this game. I mean, one and three versus one and three. Uh, if either of these teams, Patriots aren't making the playoffs, but if the Lions want to make the playoffs, they got to win this game. It's a must win right here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And just kind of like as we're going through this, the, the one o'clock slate is like, a huge snoozer. There's really not uh not too many uh yeah. good games going on like here. Last and week then... we had uh Buffalo and Baltimore, which I thought was crazy at one o'clock, but uh yeah, not too many great one o'clock games. And then just like moving on, we have a huge surprise with the Seattle Seahawks sitting at two and two, going to New Orleans to play against the Saints who are one and three. The Saints are the favorite here. They sit right now minus six over under is 45 and a half. They tried to write them off. Geno Smith has been unbelievable this he season. He didn't write back. <laughs> Seattle, if you've been reading my blogs, you know they're, they're the Seattle sweethearts. They're my sweethearts. I love the Seahawks this year. I've been on them. I've been on them three out of four weeks so far. I don't know. I'm not going to bet on them this week. But I'm going to take a week off. But Gino has been balling out. I'm getting flashbacks of him at West Virginia just crushing yeah. Texas Tech and all those terrible Big 12 defenses. That's what he's making NFL defenses look like. I mean, he's throwing 77% completion. His completion percentage is 77% so far this year, which is absolutely crazy for a guy that's been a backup for the last seven years. I mean... It's it's a great story. It's a great story. It is a great story, and and us NFL fans like just eat this shit right up. Like seeing Gino bowl out like that after like really honestly just being forgotten for the past seven years. It, it's a great sight to see, and he's kind of like rejuvenated the Seahawks. Like the Seahawks were supposed to be like one of, if not the worst teams in the NFL this year, and they're sitting at two and two, and they actually look like pretty good. Like if they had a little bit more talent on their team, like they could honestly make a run for the playoffs and I think it still might be in play just like with the way that Geno Smith has been playing yeah yeah I mean, and it's definitely in play here I'd like to get your thoughts on this what rank the NFC West teams because right now it's completely even everyone's two and two so we got the Seahawks the Cardinals the 49ers and the Rams uh 
I'd like to hear your rankings between the four of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a 49ers guy. I, I, I really am. I think they're the clear-cut, like, not, yeah, I will say clear-cut best team in that division. I just, I don't know what it is about the 49ers. I just think they're they're a good team, and they've been there the past couple of years. So I'm going to put them at the top just because of the way, like, their defense has been playing. Like, watching that game the other night, like, their defense just moves so fast. And, like, that's all yeah. I can say. Like, just the look at Ryan's like, definitely they fucking coach fly. Next year. Yep. Oh, without a doubt. And I, Jimmy G is just, like, historically going to be bad and good enough just to get their team maybe to, like, an NFC Championship game or Super Bowl. Like, yep. Jimmy G's been there. So, like, I'm going to give them the edge a little bit. And I also think, like, after the Rams, they, they're coming off a Super Bowl win. So that's why I'm going to have them, too. If, like, the Rams didn't win the Super Bowl last year, I'd probably give the edge to the Rams. But the Rams haven't wowed me this season. Like, they really haven't looked good. Um, I'm a little worried about Matt Stafford. He looks off. He's fucking racist because he doesn't throw it to Allen Robinson. Yeah. And, like, I think the defense loses a bit of that edge after winning the Super Bowl. Like, Aaron Donald... I think loses a little bit of the edge coming off a Super Bowl win. Like you got what you wanted and Jalen Ramsey, not going to say he's washed, but he's not as elite as like we once saw. So I just have them a tier below. And then like Cardinals and Seahawks is kind of just like a toss up for me. I, I hate the Arizona Cardinals. I hate call of duty. Murray. I fucking hate cliff Kingsbury. How good do you think he is at call of duty? He's probably cracked. He's cracked. Yeah, he's probably like he, really good. I want to say probably floating around like somewhere between like a 2.5 to 3.5 KD. That would be crazy. I'd love so, to come across him. D- yeah, d- well, especially with like the hot mics coming back. Like if I catch him in a Warzone lobby or in Modern Warfare 2 lobby, like GG's yeah. in the chat. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, But then like so I think it, it's pretty top heavy. Like I think the Rams and the 49ers, like you can go either way there. And then the bottom half, I think you can go really either way with the with the Cardinals and the Seahawks. I think they're two just like kind of mediocre teams. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice and easy to say the Niners now after Monday night when they just put that whooping on on the Rams. Uh the Rams definitely have issues, like you were saying. I mean, they got what they wanted last year. Um Donald's probably, I mean, Donald's a beast, but uh, McVeigh and Donald, they're both flirting flirting with retirement. Um, Stafford's not getting any younger, and I'd have to imagine that the offense gets annoyed at how often Cooper Cup gets the ball. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the Rams here, um, and keep them at the top, and then I'll put I'll put the 49ers second. I'll put my Seahawks third because I just have to at least put them third. Um, and then I, I'll put the Arizona Cardinals at the bottom. But I don't think there's a bad team in that division. Yeah, I think that's that you got that right. They're definitely a, that's a very solid division, and they have been for a little while there. And yeah. then one last thing I'll say on the Rams is like their offensive line has been so bad. And with Matt Stafford's injury history, I won't be shocked if he goes down for like a couple weeks. And then that would really just turn their season upside down so that's another thing i think kind of just to like watch out for mm-hmm. yep absolutely uh you want to start going towards this next game here yeah next up we have dolphins who are three and one without now without tua who almost died on the field at the new york jets who are currently sitting at two and two they have zach wilson back dolphins are the favorite here but not by much i i I guess that's just the bias without uh without Tua, but I think Teddy Big Dick is uh 
is a pretty <laughs> serviceable replacement. And the Dolphins are sitting at minus three and a half. The over-under is sitting at 46. That picture that you shared on the Twitter the other day, like I, that was like an, a memory that I forgot I had. I forgot how huge his fucking cock was. Yeah, and I mean, it, it shows because he covers <laughs> nonstop. I think I saw he's like 25 and 5 against the spread in his last 30 NFL road games. So Teddy Two Gloves is common. And I think he's definitely covering this game. I'm definitely rolling with Miami. Uh, they're what, minus three and a half? Yeah, I'm rolling with Miami, minus three and a half. I like them a lot in this game coming up. Um, I rolled with them last game. Obviously, Tua like, got dismembered. Um, but, you know, Teddy, Teddy's not that much of a downgrade from Tua. I mean, Teddy's definitely one of the best backups in the league we'll see what he's gonna do zach wilson second start you know he had he played with fireworks last week uh they had a great week they won at the end of the game i don't see it happening again i I love the dolphins here yeah i'm right there with you i love the dolphins too not a huge jets fan i'm not really a big fan of zach wilson just because i i just he's just like that typical like white entitled douchebag quarterback so Nothing really there for me, but I do like the Dolphins too. Just like with how good that offense is and the, the amount of weapons that that offense has and the scheme that Mike McDaniels draws up, it's kind of hard. Like I, I feel like anybody could go into that offense and, and be a little bit serviceable there. So something uh, interesting to watch out for. But I'd like, like to you get said, your, uh, I'd like to get your live reaction. We're recording this as the Thursday night game has started, and I just. I just found out that Naheem Hines just took a big hit and was stumbling off the field. Oh, really? Well, I guess he'll be back in by, like, the second quarter if we're going by, like, NFL standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just rub some dirt on it. Get back out there, kid. Dude, I thought, you were gonna, I thought you were going to say Jerry Judy scored the first touchdown. I was literally going to bust a nut. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking blue-balled the shit out of me. I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. We can still uh, hope they, for that, though. I don't even know who they, they roll with now. At running back, I mean that's huge. They for don't the still have Marlon Mack, do they? Yeah, I, I, there's no way. I think he. I don't know where he went, but he's trash anyway. Might be on the Niners. I don't know. Um, but last thing for this Dolphins Jets game, I thought it was pretty <coughs> funny that uh, Tyreek Hill said that taxes was the only reason he's not a New York Jet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can you blame him? Uh, from everything I hear from people that live in New York City, it's terrible and overpriced. So why wouldn't a guy like Tyreek Hill, who loves to wear shades and smile and rip his shirt off, live down in Miami? Uh, not to mention the speed in those uh, Miami Dolphin colors, which yep. I'm not a huge fan of. I mean, it just looks sick. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that was going to be my thing. It's like imagining him in a, a Jets uniform just doesn't uh, it probably slow doesn't speed really give down. me the juice. Yeah, agree. Probably around so. like a 4640 if he played for the Jets. <laughs> So that's really it for that Dolphins-Jets game. Now we're kind of getting into a little bit of the more juicier matchups. We have the Falcons, who are 2-2, two and two, who've been playing actually, like, decent football, I guess you could say, traveling to Tampa Bay to face off against the Bucks, who are also 2-2. Two and two. They're sitting at minus 10. Over-under is 46.5. I know you're on the Bucks here. I think I'm on the Bucks here as well, but what are you, what are you thinking about this game? Bucks kind of got they got humbled last week against Kansas City. It was on national TV. Everyone got to see it. Um, and that they didn't it didn't stop there because this week obviously the rumors are floating around about Tom Brady and Giselle. They both hired divorce lawyers, which I mean 
this tension has been building and building ever since Tom Brady announced his retirement and then his unretirement 40 days later. So uh, I, I'm rolling with the Bucks here because if there's anything that we've learned about Tom Brady over the last 100 years he's been in the NFL, it's that when adversity hits, uh, he hits even harder. So he's he's gonna he's gonna be coming hard. I mean, who knows? He might even cheat a little bit, like like the old Belichick Brady days. Um, he might have some tricks up his sleeve, and the Falcons are just are are just like he just it's like him playing with his food. It's just easy easy for him to kick their ass. So I mean. Obviously, even when he was on the Patriots, the twenty-eight to three game, no one forgets that. But uh, since he's been on the Bucks, it's just been easy pickings playing against the Falcons, and I see them winning big here. I'm gonna give up the ten points and take the Bucks. I am a hundred percent on the same page as you. That double-digit spread does not scare me one bit. Tom Brady's divorce leaks are flying through the roof. He looks like fucking shit. Yeah. I think he absolutely beats the fuck out of the Falcons here. Like, I think this is just going to be an absolute blowout. I think I bet you, the... I bet you ate a cheeseburger this week too. <laughs> I don't know about that. That might be... if he ate a cheeseburger, I'm going to be a little worried about the game by not following <laughs> the TB12 method. But just like the Falcons, I think their their record is is better than like what who they are. Um, Marcus Mariota is like shitty quarterback. Arthur Smith. Something just r- rubs me the wrong way with that guy. I don't yeah, like he's him. A creep. I don't. Perfect way to say it. He's a creep, and I. I just really pisses me off how they don't get Kyle Pitts involved in the offense. Like, yeah. is, is Kyle Pitts a bust? Like, I. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's playing after, left tackle for them, basically. Yeah, literally. Like, it's it's worse than the the George Kittle situation. Like, I don't understand. And this is the second year in a row where I've reached for Kyle Pitts on my fantasy team, and it's <laughs> just been a terrible disappointment. Yeah, yeah. I mean the Falcons, two and two. I mean they they should they should uh, they not apologize for that, but it's it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, for them. this is gonna be a a divorce frustration game for Tom Brady. I think it's just gonna be a huge, huge, yeah. huge blowout. It's gonna be one of those. How do you like that games? Yep, a hundred percent. So I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it's gonna be a, a great red zone game. I think there's gonna be a lot of action. Forty six and a half kind of looks interesting for the over if we're talking about yeah the Bucks beating the brakes off of the Falcons. But something to keep in mind. We'll see. But we're both on the Bucks there. If you notice, all of these totals are none of them really are above fifty like they were early in the season, which shows you how Vegas has adjusted. Um, because yeah. a lot of the totals early in the season were over 50, but I'm looking at all the, the board right now and there's barely anything over 50. So, uh, it's something to keep your eye out for. I think there's going to be a lot of value in overs this upcoming week and we'll see how Vegas adjusts. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the fix might be in with Vegas a little bit. I think they got to make some of their money back because the, I think just like the kind of the betting trends over the first couple of weeks have like kind of been easy to spot out. Um, so I do like that point about the, the totals being a little bit lower than what we've been accustomed to, to start the season. Um, just to keep us rolling here, moving on, we have the Titans who are two and two at Washington to face off against the commies who are one in three. Carson Wentz is back to normal after starting off hot the, the first week. And, and I guess you could say the second week, his stats were good, but I still think he played like shit. Um, the Titans are slight favorites here. So this one has been an interesting game betting wise. I've seen a lot on Twitter and TikTok about kind of like the line movement here, who to take. 
Titans are minus 135 on the money line. They're minus one and a half right now, and the over-under is 43. You're on the Commanders here? I'm on the Commanders here, um, and I've been wrong on the Commanders a lot this year because I I bet on them last week was the wrong decision, um, and it's, it's kind of making me feel like I'm in 2019 again, just hoping Carson Wentz will turn it around, just or 2022, just hoping he'll turn it around every week just betting on him and losing money and losing money but here i am again i'm gonna roll with him again i'm definitely not gonna take the money line i'll just hope for maybe it's a a one-point game or something of that nature but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with carson i'm gonna roll with the commanders they need this win i also i'm not a tennessee guy i don't believe in them either uh they've got injuries and i'm gonna roll with carson wentz and the commanders as ashamed as i am to say it yeah, that's a little bit tough. I don't think I could ever get myself to bet on Carson Wentz just because you you never know what you're going to get from him. Like, he could go out there against the Titans and, and absolutely light it up, or he could get sacked, throw two interceptions, and fumble it twice. So he Carson Wentz is a little too volatile for me to bet on him. And I also do like I, – I like the Titans in this game. I think the Titans fumbled the bag with the A.J. Brown situation. I think Tannehill has lost all the hype that he maybe had – when he first came to the Titans and they made some noise, but I do like Mike Vrabel still. I think Mike Vrabel is a very good coach and he won me over when he said a couple years ago, he cut his dick off for a Super Bowl. So I just have like a little soft spot in my heart for Mike Vrabel. I think they're just a, a the Titans are a better coach team. Ron Rivera. It's like, he's got to be so depressed having Carson Wentz as, as his quarterback. So yeah, yeah, it's rough. I think he'd rather have Cam Newton with a bum shoulder than, than Carson Wentz. I mean, it's, it's rough out there. It's It's been hard to watch for them. Yeah, this is going to be kind of a disgusting game, I think. But we'll maybe something to keep our eye on. Maybe Carson Wentz can, can light it up a little bit. But I know that they have, the commanders have, like, some claws in his trade, similar to the Eagles. If he plays, like, a certain amount of snaps, he gets the, um, the Colts get a third-round pick or a second-round pick. So I think if he has another terrible game, we might see Carson Wentz get benched. And honestly, I think Taylor Heineke's uh, a better quarterback than Wentz. Yeah, I'd love to so, see Heineke out there. So would I. I think the the Commanders actually like have <coughs> weapons now, where they kind of just needed a decent quarterback, and Wentz just isn't it. Yeah, he isn't it, and I think Heineke can do a lot more with a lot less. Yeah, he's just gritty. Like Heineke, I think he can win you football games. Let's, let's, go to the, let's go to the next game, though. Enough talking about the Commanders. I hate talking about Wentz, even though I tend to do it all the time. Agreed. So we have the 49ers, who are 2-2, two and two, traveling to Carolina, who is 1-3. As you said earlier, I have no idea how Matt Rule is still the coach there. The 49ers are favorites, minus 6.5. Over-under is low, 39. Um... You like the uh, you like the Panthers in this game? I do. I like the Panthers here. Um, you know, I'm gonna roll with my old buddy Matt Rule, who got Temple football to the promised land. Uh, you know, I, I'm a I'm a Matt Rule sympathizer, even though I know the writing's on the wall for him. He, this is his last season, maybe his last game, but hopefully, uh, you know, the Matt Rule I know will grit out a win here and make it a little tougher when he gets fired this week. Um, this could be one of those rare situations where a team wins and then their coach is fired. Um, I, actually, I don't think they're going to win, but I do think they're going to cover. So uh, 
I'm going to roll with the Panthers here. I think there's going to be a lot of recency bias on the 49ers after what they showed Monday night, and everyone's just burying the Panthers. So I'm going to roll with the Panthers here, plus six and a half. Give me the points. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I like. Uh, I do like Kyle Shanahan. I think he is a very good coach. I do like the 49ers, and just like kind of like we said, I think this is going to be Matt Rule's last game. I think he's lost the locker room. Baker's obviously not lighting anything up. He's kind of washed, so not really too much here. Here's what I would love for this game. If Matt Rule can do one thing before he gets fired this week, would be to throw P.J. Walker in the game, Temple alum. Hopefully get him a little love. Maybe he gets on another roster next year because um, Matt Rule has really done a good job of being uh, like a homeless shelter for temp- ex-Temple football <laughs> players. Um, lo- love my house, love my but uh, he's probably got – half his roster filled with Temple players, which just isn't going to fly in the NFL because you're not playing against SMU every week anymore. So I'm going to, I'm gonna just going to hope that Matt Rule throws PJ Walker out there and he just balls out because Baker sucks. Yeah, couldn't have said that any better myself. Uh, moving on here, we have the Philadelphia Eagles, who are the only undefeated team left who is 4-0 going to Arizona to play the Cardinals who are 2-2 Eagles favorites here minus five and a half over under sits at 48 and a half I put it in the notes here another formal Eagle redemption tour continues here with the Eagles looking to bury another Eagle in Zach Ertz what do you think about this game I'm not going to pick against the Eagles. I'm not picking the Eagles this week. Uh, this will be another situation where if the Eagles go down early, I'm going to throw on their money line. Um, but five and a half is kind of a lot of points for a Cardinals team that they do have guys um, like we keep talking about. I mean, they have Kyler. Kyler's he he's he's fast. He can throw the ball far. He's really little. Um, they got James Conner, uh, Hollywood Brown now, J.J. Watt and all. Uh, I'm not picking against the Eagles. I think the Eagles will win this game, uh, but they are 4-0, and they got to lose sometime. I don't think it's this week, but it could be any week now. So I'm not completely confident that the Eagles win it, but let's go Eagles. Uh, I probably will end up betting them anyway, but I'm not going to lock it in with, with, with the people tailing at home. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to pump the brakes here. I don't want to be like too much of a homer, but I think this is a great – a great game for the Eagles team just to kind of like see where they're at. Um, I think the Cardinals are like talent wise on paper, a little bit of a better team than what they've really played so far this season. Um, So this will be a good game for them. Honestly, if they lost, I, I would be like a little mad, but I wouldn't be like super mad if or worried if they lost to the Cardinals. Um, Like you said, the Eagles have to lose sometime. You're not going to go 17 and 0. Um, And especially traveling to Arizona, playing on their home turf in a later game so should be should be a really good game I'm, I'm i'm really hoping that we see like maybe like a potential shootout here like with two pretty good offenses the over under sits at 48 and a half do you like like that at all uh i i think i like the under here weirdly enough i mean it has all the makings for a shootout um you know being in in arizona which is indoors or mostly indoors at least nice weather even if it, they have the roof open or whatever but i think i like the under here just because I, it's probably going to be a lot of money on the over yeah oh that's a good point i mean following with like kind of like that discipline strategy that you've been rocking with this season 
could be a good move. I think a, a sucker bet, which I would probably take, would be the over here. So definitely something to keep in mind. Anything else you wanted to cover on this game before we move on to the last few? Not too much. I mean, I'm just looking for the Eagles to win win here and hopefully stay healthy. Um, it, it should be interesting to see if certain guys played because, you know, Maliata was out and uh, Maliata got hurt last week. The kicker got hurt. They signed Dicker, the kicker now. The Eagles, that should be interesting to look for. And uh, I, I don't know about Slay status, but I know all the Eagles have relatively minor injuries, so should be interesting to see. Hopefully nobody re-aggravates anything if they do play. Yeah, definitely keeping my fingers crossed, praying for no injuries, and praying for an Eagles win. But should be a great game. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, hopefully they beat the shit out of the Cardinals just because I hate Cliff Kingsbury, and I also hate Kyler Murray. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, Moving big Coke guy. <laughs> Moving on to the last game before the Sunday and Monday night games, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush led 3-1, and one, traveling to Los Angeles to play against the Rams, who are 2-2. Two and two. Rams, obvious favorites here. They're also minus 5.5, over under sits at 43. Um, biggest storyline here, uh, Battle of the Racists. Um, you know, with... Dak getting kind of squeezed out in like a kind of a Wentz situation in Dallas. I think if Cooper Rush wins this game, that he'll be the quarterback for the rest of the season. Oh, that's that's a spicy take right there. Um, I I don't know about it. I mean, it's just it kind of seems like what happened. Obviously, it's a lot like what the Eagles saw with Wentz with Foles and then with Hertz. But this is also kind of reminding me of, I mean how Dak got the job. He squeezed out Romo. Um, I mean, yep. Rush Rush has been playing great. Um, I, I bet against him last week. I'm going to bet against him again this week. I like the Rams minus five and a half to bounce back after that Monday night game. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's, it's a tough judgment. I feel bad for Cooper Rush almost because I think he's been playing with house money, and I think one of these weeks he's going to get embarrassed and I, I, I don't think Dak's going to get his job taken. So I, I'm rolling with the Rams here just because Cooper Rush, we've seen it a million times with backup quarterbacks. They look good. They look good. They look great. And then right off a cliff they go. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Rams here. I'm going to give up the five and a half points. Uh, I expect the Super Bowl champs to, to clean some things up this week. Yeah, I like the Rams, too, and I, I don't think I'm on the Cowboys, but it is interesting to think, like, if, if Cooper Rush does, you know, come out and playing in an away game against the defending Super Bowl champs and they come away with a win and he looks decent. Oh, yeah, Terry Jones will be yeah, insufferable. He'll be in the suite, on the text, on his phone, like... First take, skip Bayless. I mean, everybody, that's, it's what, it's what the nation wants. We want... yeah. Even as an Eagles fan, I mean, are you rooting for Cooper Rush kind of here just to cause some more controversy? Because yeah, it might I be good it. for them short term, but long term, it's definitely not good. I love the controversy. As much controversy away from the Eagles and on the other teams, like the better. Like I've already, we've already been through this the past couple of years with like the whole Wentz situation. Like it's so nice to see it like on another side on another team, and especially it being like the Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely good to see. Um, and that would that's the last 4 o'clock game. And then we'd be yep. moving on to Sunday night, which I'm a, I'm psyched for this matchup. Uh, two of the most likable quarterbacks in the league. We got Joe Burrow and his Bengals going 
going over to Baltimore to face against Lamar and the Ravens. Uh, just a great old-fashioned AFC North matchup. Um, it should be a good one. Uh, definitely a Sunday night game that you're going to want to stay up for, and two teams that are definitely better than their 2-2 two and two record show. You got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I love the Ravens in this spot. Um, I Like, as we mentioned before, like, I'm a huge Lamar fan. I just think Lamar is the clear-cut, like, most exciting player in the NFL. And another reason why I like him so much is, like, the amount of hate he gets. Yeah. I just don't understand how people could hate Lamar Jackson. Like, if you watch him play, he's just I, an I don't unbelievable quarterback. Like, I just don't get it. But one reason I like the, the Ravens here, the Ravens have been playing great football, but, like, they kind of just had, like, the Chargers kind of luck over this this past season. Like, they've been in all these games, and they, they've been in the lead, like, for the majority of it, and just, like, somehow find a way to lose in, like, the last couple minutes. It's um, weird. It's, it's strange because the the Ravens were known as this team that couldn't come back on teams because they couldn't pass the ball, but now they can't keep a lead, even though they're supposed to be the team that's the best, the best rushing offense in the league because of the obviously because of Lamar at the reins, but it, it's definitely a strange progression that's happened this season. Yeah, and, and just one thing for the Ravens, too. Um, I, I just think they need to get rid of Harbaugh. I think that just Harbaugh has run his course with the Ravens. I think they just need to move on, but it would be interesting to see what they do in the offseason with Lamar. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I think they're going to get rid of him, but I also think they're going to get rid of Harbaugh regardless. And then also just like from this game's perspective, the Bengals are a, a good team. Obviously, they're a very talented roster, but they really haven't wowed me yet. They, did, they didn't wow me in the Dolphins game. And I just think the Ravens have looked a lot, a lot, a lot better this season. So I'm going to go with the Ravens here. I like them minus three at home. I just think... The Ravens are a very good football team. They were my, they were my one of my picks for the AFC to go to the Super Bowl this year. I just think they're a good team. I love Lamar. I'm, so, I've been thinking about it all week. I might put a future on them to win the AFC since they uh, just since they're coming off a loss and they're only two and two. I think it'll be good value. I also think uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland don't really have a good chance to win this division. Um, I think it's between Baltimore and Cincinnati, and I think Baltimore is better than Cincinnati. So I think the Ravens have a chance to win the conference, even though it'll be tough to get by KC and Buffalo. Yeah, and in this game specifically, I just think they have they have the edge being at home, especially in a, in a prime time spot here. I think Lamar balls out. Yeah, for sure. So that's going to lead us to the final game of week five. Monday night, we have the one in three Raiders <laughs> traveling to Cincinnati to play against the three and one Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, pretty big, big favorites here. Uh, they're minus seven over under sits at 51. I think this is the only over under that is uh, that's in the 50s this week. Yep. Anything you like in this game specifically? Nothing specifically. I, I, I expect, I don't know. I, I think it'll be a close game, actually. So if I was to roll with someone, I'd roll with the Raiders. Um, but I do expect the Chiefs to win this game. I think the Chiefs finally bury the Raiders and put them at 1-4. and four. Um, I mean, Mahomes, we saw it last Sunday. He's just, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's, he's so good. He's just so good. And Derek Carr is not so good. He's, he's Derek Carr. Just a standard quarterback, you know, he'll play pretty well some weeks. He won't play that well other weeks. Uh, it just, I, I expect the Chiefs to 
to take care of business in this game for sure. Yeah, I think the Chiefs definitely win this game outright, but I do like the Raiders. Uh, I like them plus seven points. I think this game might be a little bit of a, a blowout maybe in like the first half. I think the Chiefs do go up early, but I do really like the uh, the Raiders to crawl back into this game and make it a game in the second half. So I'm think I'm going to lay the, the Raiders here plus seven and maybe like keep my eye on the live lines if the Raiders do go down a little bit big, two scores early. Um just kind of monitor what that spread would look like because I would definitely take the Raiders like plus 14, plus 14 and a half, maybe somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, Because I think the, the Raiders historically have played the Chiefs relatively like well in Patrick Mahomes' tenure so far. So I do like the Raiders a little bit here. Not outright, but I do like them to make this a game. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they'll make it a game. They do usually play the Chiefs pretty tough. Um, I have a ton of Raiders on my fantasy team, so uh, hopefully they at least show up on offense. I might roll with the over here just because it's a high over, and uh, there aren't that many high overs these days, so maybe I'll just root for points on Monday night, but to be determined. Yeah, I, this would be like best-case scenario to have like a shootout Monday night game to wrap us up with the, uh, the Week 5 slate because just like – us going through it, um, you know, right now, really not too many, uh, too many really big games here. So, yeah, yeah, not too many great games this week. I'm definitely excited for Sunday night. That's definitely the highlight of the whole weekend slate. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's just going to wrap us up for week five. Anything else you wanted to touch on, whether it be in this Monday night game or overall in the, in the week five slate? Um, not too much, but if I go over 500, then people start got to start showing me some respect because if I go three straight weeks well over 500, I mean, is there anyone in the game better than me? I don't think so. Put some respect on his name. Um, you know, with that being said, since we did have the Raiders and the Chiefs as the last game we covered here, I think I owe the audience just to wrap this up in the Mahomes voice, so... Thanks for listening to the uh, very first episode of the Broad Street Burners podcast. Uh, you know, really appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Uh, visit the blog at www.broadstreetburner.com for more picks and insight. Um, and, and thanks for listening, guys. Pumps again to the sideline. Bat it up. Oh, God! Stokely down the sideline! Can they catch him? Stokely! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. This is caught. Diggs, sideline, touchdown. Unbelievable. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs. And now Brown is off to the races. Hurdles, kicks him in, and a flag is thrown. One is, oh, there's a flag. Beckham has one-handed catch. How in the world? Oh, my goodness. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. That was a great call. And the game is over! The game is over! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you!